Hey everybody, welcome back to uh, Worship Perspectives. My name is Rob. I've got Prince here with me. He's uh, he's one of the drummers that I lead worship with constantly and a uh, really good drummer, real great heart for worship. And uh, to be honest with you, probably worships harder than any drummer I've ever worked with. Uh, so I just wanted to give you a quick introduction. Now, what we're here to talk about drums and where drums fall in the in the pecking order of the band. Now, in most genres of music, it's really the drummer that leads the band. And the common misconception is, is that the singer's in charge of the band because they're the ones that are the most visible. So what do I actually mean when I say that the, that the drummer leads the band? Uh, Prince, you've been drumming for how many years? Um, well, I started when I was like three or four. I moved to Alabama from California, and my bro- my mother gave me a pair of sticks, and she was like, have at it. So ever since about four, I started drumming, and it just took off from there. So, And I've been a drummer probably about since I was five or six, so I've been a drummer for, for a while. Not quite the drummer you are. So what do you, to you, what does it mean when I say that the drummer's leading the band? Um, and usually... They're in the back and they're the least noticeable. And usually you have either a drum enclosure or you have like a wall of plexiglass in front of the drummer. So they're kind of tucked away in the back. So to you, what do you, what do you, when I say that the drummer leads the band, how do you, how do you take that? Um, in a sense, it's more so just understanding like where, where the band wants to go, what direction, you know, the band wants to take it and being able to do that. So, um, a lot of times, most of the time, it's, I listen to dynamics most or because, you know, we have a click, but I really turn it down and listen to dynamics and just like feel where the band is going and making sure that if we're going through a transition period from the verse to the chorus, we uh, I make sure I do a fill so they understand like, hey, here's the one. Um, so by leading per se, I am kind of leading where the direction of the band and where it goes, but more so than most, I'm mostly just, you know, making sure that you know, the one is solid and just like timing is perfect just so the atmosphere can be clean. Because a lot mm-hmm. of times I don't want to take away. I think that's the biggest thing about me. I don't want to take away from the music itself. So it's important, especially like as a drummer, that you are really clean in what you do. You know. So what it, exactly how do you do that? How do you keep the one clean and, and how does a good drummer lead the band? Um, A good drummer? Well, I wouldn't call myself good. I'm. Uh, it's OK. I would. I, I, I Thanks, I guess. But um, I guess for me, it's it's just all about setting up the transition, setting up, you know, you know, so like the leader of the band, if if I know we're going to the bridge, I know that is a big build, like usually bridges uh, build a lot. So I know I need to, you know, make room, make space. A lot of times it's not about how hard or how fast or how loud you can hit. A lot of times it's creating space for us to build. You know, in a dynamic sense, which it just really opens up the song in such a good way, such a beautiful way that, you know, it's hard to do when you're just whamming, I guess. And that's true. I've heard you. I mean, when we've played together, you've gone from soft to loud and I've, I've seen you transition it gradually. I've seen you just stop all together and all of a sudden come in on the one real hard. Um, how does that, how does that work in your mind when you're, when you're listening to what's going on? What gives you the cue to start a build or to start a, a fill or something like that? Is it just memory of where the transition's going or, or are you just trying to get everybody else's attention to say, Hey, this is where we're going to go with it. Follow me 
Well, a lot of times I have notes in my like on my iPad. I have notes like, "Hey, here's the bridge," or "Here's the lyrics before the bridge." You know where where we're heading. But most of the time, honestly, it's just for listening to dynamics, listening to um, the audio cues and trick and the click track, which is really helpful. But most importantly, I listen to just the instrumentation, how loud they're getting, how the vocals are getting, and just the whole atmosphere of the worship setting itself. I think that is what helps you know me the most is just understanding like the importance of you know getting the build and stuff just right and you know i think that's that's the biggest factor in it so what about what about the dynamics of i know you play other music too so what about the dynamic differences between the other music that you play and praise and worship how does that affect your position as far as leadership of the band um i guess it just it all has to do with your mindset and your heart um you know, I play a lot of genres. I'm in multiple bands, but it's different for me when it comes to, you know, leading the church. I guess, in a sense, it has more weight to it. I mean, I've played stages in front of, you know, hundreds of people, but it doesn't feel the same as the nerves getting back there every Sunday and playing, you know, drums. Um, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who's in the room, but I'm playing for Christ, you know? And I think... That is like, that's what gives me so much anxiety, even though I know he's like, you sound good either way, but it's just, I want to be excellent. You know, every time I get back there, I, I pray before even touching the sticks because it's, it's important to me. It means a lot. You know, it means more than, you know, what I've been playing. Like I played clubs, concerts, music venues up, but this is just so much more, so much deeper. It has so much more meaning to me in a way. A lot of what uh, a lot of what happens with praise and worship is an emotional response mm-hmm. that comes from that, and I've found that me when I've played drums somewhat, but more so when I'm playing guitar. I mean, there's been times that the rest, and I think we talked about this uh, last episode. We were talking about you know a couple of weeks ago where I just got in that moment and everything else disappeared around me, and it was just it was just me playing at the feet of Christ, and it, it did, nothing else mattered. Um, I know you've experienced that. Oh. I've I've turned around and seen you deep into worship, and it's it's just it's been an absolute pleasure playing with you for these years. Um, but one of the other things that I wanted to talk about was when. You have praise and worship music. The difference between that and most other genres is there's a lot of times where the drums will just cut out and there's no drums whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're leading a team, as far as you know, being in charge of the rhythm section as the drummer, and you're leading the team and the drums go out and there's no drums on there. So that kind of transitions the leadership role back to the worship leader. Mm-hmm. How do you make that transition where you where you find the difference between, okay, follow me, and okay, I'm quiet, I'm listening, and I'm about to bring y'all back in to follow me again? How do you handle that transition, well, both in, mentally and physically? Well, in order to be such a good leader or just a leader in general, you have to be a servant at, at heart, honestly. Um, I think the reason why I play drums is just to serve. I I feel like... You know, just knowing your role, knowing when to be like, hey, this is my time to step back. This is my time to be like, hey, we're going to this part. You know, just knowing, playing your part, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the transition is pretty smooth. It's, it's almost seamless because we've just been doing it for so long and we just have that connection. And I think it's just a beautiful thing where I can be like, you know, I can cut out here. I'm like, okay, cool. That's cool. And it just sounds so beautiful to me. Just being able to 
you know, let going and just trusting in the band itself, trusting that, you know, we're going to get to where we're going to go no matter what. I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think that's what helps me be more confident in a way. And one of the other things I'm sure that builds confidence with you is, you know, this team has been together for a long time. We've all played together for at least at least two years, yeah, yep. you know, that I've been playing with y'all. And I know you were playing, you know, with the, with this team before I got there. So do you notice a difference when you're playing with a team that you haven't been with for years versus when you're playing with a team that you've been with the same people for years? Oh, absolutely. I, I think as my job is a lot of adaptation to different people and different music styles, but I think the blessing of having people here consistently is just we get to go deeper in, inside the music and what it means to us. You know, um, a lot of times I've gone to a gig and they're like, here, here's the charts we're going to play today. And you just got to go with it. You never met these people. But I think having that consistent people there on the team um, Sunday in and Sunday out, I think it's a big blessing because it's not only just about the music, but like connecting people personally. Um, I know I can call anybody on the team and they'll be there for me. And that's just something that you don't get when it comes to other like going to, you know, bands that you've never played with, people that you never played with. You don't get that opportunity, you know, just to be with each other and fellowship. Right. Another thing I wanted to talk to you about, I wanted to just have you unpack this a little bit, is we were talking about the difference between when you're playing with a team that you've been with and a new team. When you're with a new team, how do you get behind the kit and how do you set yourself up so that everybody who's there understands, hey, I'm leading the rhythm on this. How do you get them to follow you without talking to them? I mean, what are the things that you do that that changes in your playing that makes it say, hey, okay, he's he's in charge. I got to listen to him. Yeah. What is it about your playing that says, hey, here's a transition coming. Hey, there's there's something about to happen. Listen up. How do you change? What do you physically change when you're going from a high part of a song down to a, a like a down chorus or something like that? Um, for me, honestly, it's just learning how to be simplistic with with the new band. Like I, I sometimes I do crazy feels like in that drum cage i do some pretty crazy fills but with the people i've never played before it can be daunting because they may not know where the one is especially you know i play with a lot of jazz groups and some of them you know they're they're all right Mm -hmm. but um it's just honestly simplicity goes so 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 far it's honestly just keeping the pocket and understanding like how to set up a transition how to set up a verse how to set up a chorus how to set up a bridge all that stuff it goes super far. And I, um, I'm appreciating of my teachers who all taught me this and just the people I've been around, like drummers, just over the years who have taught me like, hey, if, you know, try to play this or, you know, this would be a cool feel to going in the bridge and just, you know, people in general just picking up over the years and just I'm um, just trying to like touch the cloth of some great drummers, you know, and I, I'm very appreciative of, you know, the teachers who taught me and just, you know. Mm-hmm. I that, that's pretty much it. So when you're, is there is there like a certain thing that you like to do transitioning from say one part of the song to another? Where like for me, whenever I'm playing, I'm usually using like the hi hat for the verse mm-hmm. and the and the chorus, and then bridges I'll usually switch to the the ride, or sometimes with the chorus I'll switch. A lot of times with choruses I'll switch yeah. to the ride. What is it? What is your what is your preferred method or does it change depending on the song it definitely changes depending on the song 
Um, there's a lot of songs where it's it's like it's big and washy and it's like, oh man, you know, super big, super loud. And then sometimes there's parts where it's just it's super technical and sometimes where you just have to be quiet and and the ride is not really conducive to that, especially in praise and worship. We like to beat our cymbals and just beat the drums. We had to like we've replaced the snare drum head like three, four times since I've been here. So, I mean, it just depends on the dynamics, like I said, and just the song in general, you know. So, like, when you have, you were talking about, about beating the beating the drums so hard, and, yeah, we've, there's been plenty of things that have had to be, re- be replaced, and, and not just here, but everywhere I've gone, that there's always something that's got to be replaced on the drum set, because we have very, very happy drummers. Uh, <laughs> But one of the things that I've noticed with you more than anybody else is when there's a quiet time in the song, and I have turned around because when when we play together, you're in the drum room, so there's a piece of glass in between us. But when I turn around during a quiet part of a song, I've seen you either just down or praying or your hands lifted, and and that is like something I've never seen from a drummer before. And it was just it, it's an incredible experience working with somebody who's just got that heart. So, what advice would you give to any beginner praise and worship drummers on how they can first off how they can get their hearts mm-hmm. aligned to play with the music? And not be about the music. And and second, what is the way that you use to transition from that moment where you just have that inner peace and you have that quiet and you're not playing anything and you've just got your worship going and then it's time for you to come in? How do you transition back from one mode to the other? Um, well, first, I would say for me, drumming is a, it's just a. It's a way for me to worship in my own way. It's a way to express myself and my feelings. Uh, a lot of times when I step behind that drum cage, I have a lot of feelings throughout the week that I just like, I just go to God for. And in that moment, um, especially drumming, it's just, it's, a, it's such a pure form of worship to me. Like when I'm outside and I'm not drumming and I come here and I don't have my sticks in my hands and, you know, sitting out there, I don't get me wrong, I love lifting my hands and singing and praising but for me, just being behind that drum cage is is relieving. It's it's almost for me, it's the purest form of worship I can I can experience or that I've ever experienced in my life. I'm I it's I don't know how to explain it. It's it's almost unexplainable. Um, honestly, for people who just get into this, it's not about how good you can play. It's not about the music that you play or how cool you want your drums to sound. It's not about the tuning. It's not about the gear, the sticks you have. Honestly, it's about you and God and that time of intimacy and, and worship. And the heart is just, is I don't know how to explain it. It's so beautiful in the sense that it's kind of like the sunset. You know, you just, it's so beautiful to you. You just, I don't know. It's awesome. It's awesome. I know exactly what you're talking about. So, uh, Let's talk real quick about what happens, what changes with the way you play when click and track are introduced. Because I'm assuming you play plenty without click and track. So when you're leading in one form and there's no click and track, and then you go to another format where there is a click and track, Uh how does that change everything for you? Oh, believe it or not, it's the biggest difference in the world. I mean... Click and track is really good, especially in this setting where I'm so far apart. 
And like that plexiglass is, you just really can't hear the drums if you didn't have in ears or the click track. Um, it just, for me, the click track, a lot of people say it takes away the organicness of the song, but I don't, I don't believe so. I just believe it's a, it's almost just like the white lines on the road. It just keeps you, you know, on your side of the road. And I, I've come and grown fond of a click track, honestly, um, but in different forms like jazz. Jazz is more free in expression. I'm not saying worship music's not, but jazz is a, it's just a different, you know, form where it's really, it's hard to play jazz to a click, you know? I mean, you could do it, but it'd sound dull in a way. Um, for me, the click is a blessing and a curse. Like, when I practice, I do not use a click. I just put on the song that I'm fixing to play and be like, okay, let's roll with it. Um, for me, it just, it just gives me more ideas instead of be like, Oh, I gotta like, play on the one. And be like, well, the song, the end of the phrase is right here, but it's not on one or it's not on two. It's like on an and I'm like, well, I don't want to follow a click for that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a blessing, but also it can be, it can be hard sometimes, especially just learning when to use it. It's kind of like, if you eat too much sugar, sugar's good. But if you eat too much of it, it can it can it can it can be bad. Well, like certain things, like with a click, if it's on four four time, it's a lot slower. But if there's yeah. a click on six eight, that thing is constantly just click 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 going fast as can be. Does that distract you, or does that help keep you locked in on the on the timing? I mean, at first when you get into the song, I listen to the click about one bar, honestly, and then it's like, okay, well, everything else drowns it out. Once I have the tempo, it's usually really not the click. That's it's more of me just understanding, you know. And that's what we call burying the click. Yeah, yeah. That's when you, when when you're when you're in your zone, and if you're if you've never played drums with a click, if you've got a click going in your ear, and you've got the drums in your ear too, and your timing is spot on, you can't hear the click because it's buried underneath the stick hits. Yeah, is is what we're talking about. Um, so. The other thing I wanted to ask you about, and this this is also another another kind of a heart issue, mm-hmm. is when you're playing secular music, the only intent of secular music is an emotional response. Whereas playing praise and worship, it's a whole different response that whole we're looking different. for. So how does that how does that change how you play, or does that just kind of um, um, give you something else to look for. It doesn't change how I play per se, but it changes how I view um, the intensity of, or the importance, I should say, of the music. Because um, I I wrestle with this a lot, is I have to understand that I'm not playing for just to make people dance, you know? Like, when people go and to praise and worship, it's an opportunity for them to, you know, worship the father and worship his grace and, and mercy. But with secular music, my whole intent is just to get people to dance or like feel an emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that you can't, you know, but it's just so different. It's secular music. It's just, I don't know how to explain it, but when I'm here and I'm trying to be beside myself, honestly, it's, it's trying to humble yourself because um, at the end of the day, you're not playing drums, you're serving. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is the biggest mix, misconception about playing drums at a church is, uh, is you're playing drums to play drums. But what 
you people fail to realize is you're a servant first before anything else. Even when you're, it's just a form of servitude. That's all it is. And um, I think every job here is important and just as important as singing and stuff like that. I think, you know, cleaning bathrooms, at the end of the day, you're a servant. Mm -hmm. Um, You're a servant to the people here, but most importantly, you're a servant to Christ. And I just want that to reflect through my playing is the servitude that, you know, that I really desire to embody, I guess. Well, I guess that's um, that's about all we've really got. I just wanted to, you know, get this little... uh get this little time together, um, really kind of pick your brain on it. And hopefully we'll get you back in soon for another episode. I wanted to do a more in-depth episode on the drums where you're actually playing some drums and we'll set it up. We'll set up the cameras in the drum room and, and you can give some examples of what you were showing. So thank you for being here with Uh, us. It's an absolute pleasure. And and you're, you're of course welcome on the show anytime. Uh, We look forward to having you again. Thank you. I appreciate that. Y'all, we appreciate you spending time with us. This is Prince. Uh, Look forward to seeing him again here soon. Uh, We really appreciate y'all. God bless y'all and have a great evening.